What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Moving With Life. This is episode 113 already. Pretty cool. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening or watching, however you're getting access to this podcast. Um, pretty stoked. Um, like, like I said last time, I believe I, said, I mentioned just along the lines of, I feel like I'm, I, I've gotten into a decent flow, you know, these, doing these couple of, uh, these past few ep- a few episodes, yeah. Um, I'm not doing tobacco. It's just some gauze. Um, so I so I stopped. I haven't uh, the the bleeding stopped even even the other day once after right, as soon as my procedure got done. But um, I've been putting gauze anyways for whenever I eat because I'm still trying to keep the area clean. Um, obviously, instead of doing like let's say even a standard like brush in the morning, brush after you eat, and brush at night. Now I'm I'm just trying to be extra careful because I mean I still have stitches. It's still like a rather sensitive area. Um, Doc said for sure, make sure you keep. It. Basically, I'm gonna be eating on my left side from now until I get the crown and everything. You know, until it's set, and then until the crown is set as well. Once I get that fitted on there, um, he's like, just eat on your left side, just for, for from now until we get everything else done. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, and it's interesting because if I mean, I'm putting some gauze here over the over the area and then on the, on the outside part of my gum, um, and eating, it's interesting how much like stuff like gets stuck in the gauze like while I'm eating. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty crazy. So, um, anyway, it's, it's just a hyper conscious thing that like I it kind of been brought to light to me because you know I, I hadn't had to deal with it before. And as far as the wisdom teeth thing, not to stay on this tangent for long like I did the last time, um. But that's a whole different thing, and I'm eating just fluids and soups for and jellos and stuff um, for multiple days. And for this one, it was it's not so much that it's just but but it, but it is the after the care is definitely the same as far as like trying to keep this area clean. And then like, I'm, I'm eating everything on this side, so it's, it's it's okay. I'm doing good. It's all good. No tobacco. No, I don't chew. Um, the thing the closest thing I did was there's a thing called coffee grind something. That's where I get my caffeine fix. Uh, Instead of drinking coffee, I would just use little ca- uh, coffee pouches, um, and they work pretty. I mean, they work pretty well. I would only use like one, maybe two, on a, on a long day. Um, but because of my blood pressure and all this other stuff, health wise, for myself on a personal level, um, I stopped doing that too. So yeah, because I was doing like yeah, I was doing energy drinks and caf- and uh, caffeine pouches basically. So stop doing that. Everything's getting better. Um, but let's move into what today's um, topics, and the reason why I want to do this now, why I want and I need to do this now, is because I'm almost done with the book. I mentioned this last time. I'm almost done with uh, Talent War. I don't want to pick it up because I have my my bookmarkers already set. Um, but I'm, I'm trucking through the Talent War, and, I, and I'm on chapter nine now. Yeah, chapter nine. Um, when I read chapter seven, it's titled "Know Your Audience: Attracting Top Talent." And the beginning goes about how Mike Sorelli, one of the co-authors, um, where he grew up, how he kind of how what how we got drawn to the military, then he got drawn to special operations in in the Marine Corps, um, which was Force Recon, um, which is now you know it's MARSOC, um, for those who are aware. Um, and then he got and then he got to work with some SEALs, then became an you know an officer uh, SEAL, which is pretty cool. Um, but the where I want to start today, I'm we're gonna jump we're gonna jump right into this just because. I don't know if I want to do the whole chapter, which I could, because it's only, it's only I only want to bring up several points that I feel like have happened in my career. Um, to where I just want to, I like, I think this was part of because they have a podcast where they were on with John. I'll, I'll put in the show. I'll make a note to put this in the show notes. Um, 
Um, but I, I remember there's a certain section of, of the episode when they were on with Jocko's podcast. Um, in show notes. Um, and they were they were talking. Jocko was reading through the book, and then the guys were giving the you know the gentlemen they were bringing in their feedback as to why they wrote it or what led them to that and how they've experienced it in, in the business sector now. Um, but the the parts I want to read today are very prevalent. I'm like, yep, I definitely remember that, and I definitely try to do that myself now. And this kind of just lights. Um, it gives me like a confirmation bias. Really, that's what it is. It gives me a confirmation bias as to like I'm kind of I feel I it gives me. Some more evidence to show that I'm on the right track as far as my my uh, my goals, especially when I have um, if I were to have um, people working for me, or when I'm working for, or as I'm working for people as well, for for others as well. I want to have uh, superiors and then subordinates, because um, it works both ways. Work it works both ways, you know, working up and down the chain of command. Um, but there was just some points that I that I that I I noted on here. I'm like, man, I think I should at least go through these. even if I don't talk much into much detail into like my personal story. If I can't, if I couldn't think of one right away, um, but the points that are being brought up, I'm like, yep, that it's necessary. And if you're an employee and you don't like your job or you do like your job, you know, it might be some of these things as to why it, it works. And it all I mean, has to do with attracting top talent and, you know, how a, a level talent will attract a level talent when hiring people, when hiring will attract a, uh, a, a level players, you know, to get hired onto the company. Um, and there's a, there's a whole depth and there's a, there's a whole like tangent we can go on for that. But for now, let's jump into this. Um, and I'll, as, as we go through, I'll see how far I want to go into the chapter or if I'm just going to do the section that I wanted to do in the first place. So the section I'm going to do is it's uh, chapter seven, page 157. Uh, the subsection is called what talented people look for. <clears throat> uh, attracting talent requires knowing what talented people want. Um, most people. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing here because I want to get to the main point of this first section um, many companies assume that the answer is money and perks they offer competitive salaries and wonderful and wonderful creature comforts high high i.e high espresso machines um, jumping down now um, beyond the money talented people look for talented leaders and colleagues a sense of community challenge opportunities for professional and personal growth and purpose and that's the end of that little intro. But like I said, I, I cut it off a piece, and then that that main part is is just the part that I read. Beyond the money, talented people look for talented leaders and colleagues, a sense of community, challenge, opportunities for professional and personal growth, and purpose. Um, that part, I mean, like this this whole section really hit hit off for me because I think sometimes we, me included in this statement, um, we think we want less work or we want um, more time off but one thing that i've definitely reached and i when i talk to people in general it's that it, that's actually not entirely correct because if we have good bosses and good coworkers, we're gonna we we're we'd be way more willing to go through the suck with uh, with them than um quitting or or yeah just leaving all the or, or complaining so much um, 
I'm trying to think of a better. I had I had this better planted in my head, um, but the but it, but the the point is still still exists. Is like when you have a good culture and you get a and you don't have to go along about everything. I'm not saying you have to be like best friends and go out after work and so and have drinks and play. I'm not talking about that. But when you guys are going after the same goal, after the same things, and you feel like this unity, whether you whether you think so at the at, in the moment or it takes you a little t- a little bit of time to realize it, um, it's like that that's that is what it is, and that's why I like this part of the chapter. All right, so the subsection subject the subsection of this part it's a titled "Talented Leaders and Colleagues." Talent attracts talent. Why do you think special operations and top companies are top magnets? Great talent wants to work for great talent says chro tom locar jumping down now ultimately people don't leave companies they leave bosses this is the part of the podcast that really got me ultimate people don't leave companies they leave bosses it is very difficult to leave a great boss even if someone is offering you more money you want to work with and for good people lieutenant colonel brian decker says you want to work for somebody who has the compelling a compelling vision and a strategy to achieve it on the other side, of, if leadership is terrible, it is difficult to get talented individuals to stay, even if the compensation is good. As CHRO Don Robertson says, A talent doesn't want to work for B talent. A bad leader is highly destructive to the overall culture and ultimately your ability to attract and retain talent. And that part, I feel like it speaks on its own. And that I kind of already touched on it, you know, when I was going, doing this little intro to, the, to, to these, this part of the book, but it's like whether we realize it in the moment or if it takes a little bit of time when we leave and you have now you move you move jobs and you have a better boss and you're willing to do more you're willing to, maybe you're willing to stay extra hours and there, there's a balance there too where you shouldn't stay extra hours all the time but but when you have that good boss and you know they're going to pull for you you know they got your back it's a lot easier to just say yes sir yes ma'am good to go we'll, we'll we'll get it done i'll get it done yes i'll go in yes i can cover yes i can do this project yes um my team can do it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Next part, a sense of community. From a psychological perspective, most people join gangs or terrorist groups for the same reason most people join the Navy SEALs. They want to be part of a team. Two wildly different sides of the spectrum, good versus evil, but ultimately people on bo- in both organizations want the same thing. Jumping down now. When people feel a sense of community, they are more loyal, and in today's corporate culture of people hopping from job to job, loyalty is more important than ever. To feel like a part of a community, people must feel they provide value to the community. To attract talent, if you ha- you need to have a culture in which you clearly recognize people's achievements, people's achievements, and make them feel valued. Um, that go so if you have people working for you at this point, um, you but it needs to be genuine. That's part of the key term that um, I bring up a lot, and I and Jocko doesn't say directly. Some of these other people don't say it directly, but like someone like Gary V does, they say it a lot. Where it's like, and I'm saying they, I'm not saying Jocko and them don't t- say genuine in their podcasts or or in what they mean or what they say, because they definitely have, especially in these more recent uh, episodes. But my my point is that when you're in a leadership position, you have like one person, two people, five people, ten people, twenty people under you. When you have that, um you 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 should be able to recognize or you should want to be able to recognize what a person's strengths are and their weaknesses you can help them kind of balance that and get them get their weaknesses up and take and let them prosper with their strengths but even with that um 
it's having that insight to be able to say that and and see that because when you don't that's when you like you know these you, the the employee or the coworker whoever they might feel ignored they might feel like their their purpose like they might feel like they're not um fulfilling their purpose but also fulfilling the f- fulfill having a fulfillment part of uh having a vital part in the mission in the project whatever it may be next section is challenge more than 300 people have died trying to climb mount everest yet there's no shortage of people attempting to to climb each year becoming a navy seal or green beret requires pushing your body past all physical and mental limits the training has 80 to 85 percent attrition rate and can break even elite athletes um that's that part growth opportunities autonomy and ownership remember that talented people have high drive they have a growth mindset and are always striving for more. When talented people are looking for a new job, they are rarely looking to move laterally. <clears throat> they want to move up. They want responsibility and greater impact. They want to look. They want to work toward bigger goals and grow personally and professionally. Jumping jumping over a little bit, talented people also want autonomy, ability the ability to have some control over their own destiny in other words talented people want ownership not necessarily an equity stake or an actual share of the company but ownership that allows freedom freedom to make decisions freedom to plan freedom to execute this should not be hard to achieve since good leaders implement decentralized command which is built on trusting subordinates with ownership and autonomy to make things happen talent feeds off this leadership methodology Valuing talent gets you valuable talent. As we discuss further into into chapter 10, providing growth and development opportunities to your talent is one of the smartest choices you can make. Not only does it lower attrition, which saves you money, but allows you to source talent for middle to senior level leadership positions within your company as discussed in chapter six, knowing thyself. Where are we at with time? We still got a little bit of time. Okay. So the next part is purpose. Anyway, well, before I go, I guess before I get to that, it's like, this is where, without, they didn't say it, but, you know, giving ownership and extreme ownership, as Jocko, as Jocko would say, is you're, you're, when you have those people, those right fitting people in those leadership seats, even if it's from, you know, your, your team lead, which has, you know, four to five people under them, to then, you know, um, your, I guess in military terms, be platoon, so be uh, forty people. You know, so when you go from the smaller parts, you know, fire teams to squads, and then to platoons, um, um, having those right leaders, having those right, yeah, the right people in those leadership seats, um, goes a long way. It goes a long way to um, now you as the leader of this whole, let's say a hundred, let's say a hundred people. You're the leader of a hundred people you can now move you can help the strategic part you know there's tactics and there's tactics which you think like day to day even month to month like goals and you have your strategy okay where does the company want to go does he want to open more stores um do you need uh you know you as as a leader do you want to move up to that that next regional level or that division level of of leadership it all it all depends on your goals too but when you have the right leaders in those smaller in those mid not lower seats but the mid-level seats and so on 
um, that you can trust and you can let them run with it and they come with you with a plan like, hey, sir, ma'am, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. This is what I think we're going to do. You then, you put, you can put your input because you're like, oh, I, I've experienced this before. You think about this. Or, oh, hey, why did, you, why did you think like this and not like this? You have these smaller, you know, tactical meetings, but um, when you're able to let them run with the tactics, the day-to-days, the week-to-week, the month-to-month, you can then look bigger picture. Where does you, where do you want your store to go? Where do you want your business to go? Um, what network needs to be done so you can expand whatever that means to you. Um, that's what I got from that part. All right, next one is purpose. Inspired people seek out inspiring organizations. Talented people know to talented people want to know that their work matters. They want purpose. You want to work in a role where you can contribute value, says Lieutenant Colonel De- Brian Decker. You can make all the money in the world, but if you're not having an impact, it doesn't matter. You will feel dissatisfied because a life without purpose is life unfulfilled. The greatest currency in life is the impact you have on others. People want to know their why, their purpose. In the million in the military, one's purpose is to is easy to identify, defending and protecting one's nation. In the private sector, the importance of a role can be less clear. It is up to you to define the purpose you provide it is is up to you to define the purpose you provide for your prospective employees. For example, a construction crew's purpose might be building homes for people, or an oil rig worker's purpose could be contributing to the country's energy independence. Even if the purpose is not immediately obvious, it does exist. Your company must fulfill some need in the world or your local community or it wouldn't exist. You must identify that need and translate it to prospective employees. Nobody wants to feel like their time and efforts are worthless. So as a company, you need to tell prospective employees what impact they can have by joining your organization. That's part of the toughest one for me at the moment, especially when I'm working with younger adults that, you know, if I put my if I put myself when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, I had an ultimate goal which was play music. But some of these life things that I look back at it's, and knowing, realizing that's a life lesson now um, and trying to bring that to light, you know, in this podcast, really, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. Um, uh, it, it is difficult for me to put into words to try to help younger people understand because um, I've only lived it so far and that's where the experience comes in. So once you live it, you go through certain situations Um that's when you become. That's when you begin to understand. Um, when I was, was it? Um, hold on. This one. Mm. I know I talked about it. Like it was. It was somewhere in the last podcast. I haven't talked about it like right now. But, um. Anyways, as far as purpose, we'll just stay on on this part before we get into the last couple sections. Um, it's hard to define because especially, especially when we're tasked to do things and sometimes the things don't make sense, but we got, but then it gets to a point where we, we got, we just got to get it done because we don't want to, we, if we get it done now, then it keeps us from having to stay late or like you or use another day. When we can, we can move on to the next project, whatever, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, it is difficult for me to, to try to bring that to light to to others that I work with that are younger. 
um, haven't experienced too much. You know, maybe maybe where we're at now, this is their first job, um, so they they don't have a lot. They have good judgment. They they're very smart. They're very capable, um, but the overall um, experience level, you know, having multiple jobs, even in the past, you know, even there, even if they had one job per year for the last five years, which is not likely, um, that's where the, that's where the, the line in the, in the sand starts to be drawn for me because then now it's like, okay, chat having to explain to them like, Hey, this will benefit you, but you got to get it done now. And they're like, well, how or why? And I'm like, because when you go, if you, so even if you work the 20 years we're at now, 20, 30, I mean, 30, people work 30 years. Um, it's, it's a little different, but if you're not and you're, you're, and, and even, and even, if, even if you stay in 20 or 30 years in the line of work that we do, um, at the, the way our, the way the life works now, it's like, you're probably going to become a civilian. You're probably going to keep on working. Um, even if you save up enough money to retire, um, unless you actually have a, a plan and you actually know what you're going to do. Cause what had had started happening, you know, 2012 ish, 2013 is that all the retirees started getting, started getting bored. They didn't want to play golf every day. Like they thought they would, they didn't want to be at home and just sleep all day. Like they thought they would, um, you get, you get bored. And so that's why there's greeters at Walmart. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this offline, but, um, the point is <clears throat> that's where you, that's where you have these greeters at Walmart and all these stores now. And you have, um, some of, and some of the innovation, you know, coming in is from retirees that are not working again because they realize, oh no, this is, this, this is not for me. Retirement, retirement is not for me. Um, so yeah, experience, um, purpose, why even that, you know, you, you, sometimes you think you're wise, like, oh, or you think your purpose is to, or the old school is like you work your 20, 30 years, you get out, you get your pension, you get some social security and you go out and play golf every day. And that's not the way it is now. Um, it's definitely not for me. And I, I, I'm, I can only give my further insight into myself because like, you know, I have, I've had a few jobs. I haven't had, I want to say I've had several jobs, but I've had a few jobs from the age of what, 17, 16, I think 17, yeah, eight, seven, yeah, 17 is safe to say. Uh, maybe 18 either way that eight that age range to now you know in these past now be 12 years 10 years 10 years minimum um um that's the difference and and so you so then having to convey the why the mission hey this is good for you this is all good also good for the team that's that's kind of what i bring in is like hey, well hey if if we don't get this done then we're all gonna have to come in versus Hey, let's just get this done right now, and we're squared away, and we're good. Um, yeah, it's it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to even put into words now, right now for me, because like like I'm still trying to figure out how to how to best convey that. Because some of these things that I'll bring up, it's like it doesn't make sense yet because they haven't lived it, and I've and some of these things I have lived, you know. Um, so yeah, we'll move on. Salary and benefits. Despite what some oh here let me here you go perfect. So despite what some would have despite what some would have you think money isn't everything though it does play an important role in a survey of 16,000 employees spread across the globe Dr. Josh Codden found that people who are paid the most were not necessarily the ones who were the happiest or most engaged especially for pe- for talented people with high drive money is usually a concern up front but not the most important factor down the road 
Special Operations operations soldiers handle highly classified material, regularly risk their lives, and have highly refined leadership skills, yet they are paid, yet they are paid, where's my, yet they are paid much less than senior level managers in a corporate world. Similarly, many talented people choose to become teachers or nurses or any number of underpaid careers. What we have identified both in the military and private sector is that the talented people find more satisfaction in challenge and purpose than money. Exactly what, well, what, what we get with what we've gotten to. But let's be honest, pay matters. To attract talent, salaries and benefits must be reasonable and or competitive for the market. You don't have to be at the top, but you certainly don't want to be at the bottom. You, you need to be in the ballpark. Um, so again, money is important, but when you have a purpose and you feel like you feel when you feel important in the in the in the workplace you're likely to stick around when you have a good boss that recognizes hey man good job today hey thank you for your time thank you for coming in thank you for um thank you for your work hey man that was a great idea today good job um just many of those little one liners that that they make a difference and when you're in, when you're in the seat and you i will argue that you you need to be able to recognize those things or at least start developing, start thinking, especially if you think you want to be your own boss and then you start having employees. Um, it's it's work, but it's very fulfilling, and that's that's definitely one of my fulfilling the one of the most fulfilling things I'm one of the most fulfilling things I've been able to do in the past when I leave the retail store. Harbor Freight. I left there in 2013, 2014, and once I got into leadership positions, and then. I started having different. I I could see different types of bosses, and then doing what I'm doing now, and some some of my guys and gals that are out there, you know, doing good work. Um, my approach this time around, when I had these guys and girls under me, um, my approach was very upfront. You know, the commander's intent was very clear from me, and then me to make sure that I have my commander's intent from up top down to them, so that they can understand. Hey, they are important to me. They are important to what we're doing. Um, Every single person, every single person's piece of the puzzle is important and it's vital. Um, because and get, I mean, and then the best part, literally the best part, is the fact that we got to work in a pandemic, and not the pandemic for pandemic's sake, but the fact of the team and the the team we had, the teams, the teams we had that made the you know the team in total. Um. My it it just amplified my approach and again my 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 intent what I expected from them but then what they can expect from me, and and uh, on a daily basis because um, that's what it was it was it was a daily thing it was a weekly thing that it was just constant progress and you know we can't say we've ever been through a pandemic and none of us have none of us were even alive the last time there was a pandemic so um, yes there's been all these little things but not not while we've been in the workplace or in, in this case healthcare in a healthcare facility. Um, Um. Yeah, and so it's important. It's important to be able to recognize. Because um, in this case, in this case, currently, I don't have a say on pay, but I do have a say on on seeking out the talent from individuals and taking out their strengths, so that we can see where everybody primarily could belong. But then, okay, but then we will switch it up so that people. And I, I'm even doing it in the team that I have right now. Um, I, I like doing a, there's a certain part called triage. I talked about it before. 
and I like doing that. I like I like being on that front line where I get to see a I get to see a patient come in and we start dissecting the story and start seeing what's needed and what and how how we how can we help the best. Um, but then you know there's also other sections of of our job where it's like where we need it. We've been rotating now and it's good and and it's cool. But I think the foundation of feeling comfortable doing the triage it will help me accelerate in these other things. And it'll be easier for me to actually pick it up because I have a baseline foundation of how our system works and my piece of the puzzle. But now I can start expanding on the next, on the next piece of puzzle. I, I work well in chunking things. I can't, I hate, I can't, it's not that I can't do it. Okay. But I'd rather chunk a piece, you know, one piece at a time. And then at the end of the day, you actually, then you'll see your actual, your actual progress. I just, that's, the, that's my approach to the way I think about it. Um, I'm gonna stop there. So that that's so that that's a section. So it's one uh, page one fifty seven through one sixty three ish, um, and the title for the chapter was "Know Your Audience, Attracting Top Talent." And the subsection of this whole part was "What Talented People Look For," and and uh, and yeah, I ho- I hope I brought some um, some decent points today, um, because. Um, when when you're working whether you if you have your own business and it's it's a one person show it's a totally different thing than even if you have you know like one of my mentors he has one five employees maybe it used to have used to be six um but it's a very small organization and for something like that it's even more important cuz everybody's really dialed into their sector and what their what their um what their job is in the in the what their job is in the in the process in the in the in that organization, in, the, in their little machine, um, literally his neighbor is is a, is a company that's twice as big, and well, well, well twice as big size, but co- employee wise probably four or five times as much. You know, for, you know, we're talking forty employees now, um, like let's say one or two top, and then several middle, and then then you have your employees. So you know, you're talking forty to fifty employees that are in and out on a daily basis, <clears throat> but regardless of which one it is the the principle i will argue is the same because the only way you're going to get people to stay um if you have control of salary you need to be competitive if you don't have control of salary salary and you have a team you you have you have to be willing to to be in front um but then recognize and even sometimes like you know you you might run into that person that has just a little too much ego like just a little too much but but you 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 have to that's that's where you have you have to play the game you have to feed the ego, and but get to know that person, and get to know them genuinely genuinely you, that, going back to that word genuinely that's like that's like the word of the day, um, or word of this episode anyways where it's like you have to be able to do that, and um, build that relationship. That's going back to the principles that we talked about with extreme ownership and whatnot. You have to be able to build that relationship and and get to know them. Like hey, what's going on? What what where are you from? And when you get to know where they're from, and you get to know some some of their likes, some of their dislikes, you know, you get to kind of know their 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 uh, private life just a little bit, just enough to get to know them, and and then you, you give them some details, you give them you give them some details about you, and and then you go from there. It's a pretty cool thing once you start building, you know, up and you start building these relationships, and then you realize, you know, a year later, years a year later, three years later, five years later, where it's like, oh yeah, I, I remember that person, or I remember that, oh yeah, I had this boss that. You know, he cared. You know, he he actually he actually gave a damn about what we're doing, and then he gave a damn about me. 
on an, on an individual level. He cared. He he cared. She cared. Don't matter. Um, they cared as they were. They were a good leader. I I wouldn't mind working for them again. Um. So yeah, we'll stop there. Um. That, that like I, said, I was debating where to do the whole chapter, just that section. Now and now where we're at on time, I'm like, nah. I think that's enough information for this episode. Um. Thanks for tuning in. I I really really appreciate it. Um. Past thirty days, we've had. Um, 397 listens, which is awesome. Um, a lot of primarily Columbus, Ohio, Seattle, Washington, and West Chester, Pennsylvania. So if you're listening to this episode and you're from there, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, top countries, United States, United Kingdom, Belgium, really cool. Um, we have a rich a Brandon and then another name. I, it, it's like a, it's probably like a username. It's not even a, like a person's name. Um, but that's what's been going with that. If you'd like to support the podcast, um, Etsy.com slash shop slash moving with life. I'll have that in the show notes for the episode for these episodes. I just I already mentioned, you know, this this merch is brand new except for the OG time over money concept. Um but ultimately the point is to spread the word, to live it, um, as this com- as this community builds. Um wherever you are listening from um it's being able to to move and um no matter what's going on it's like trying to get back on that track and and uh learning developing and then like it says in the for the tagline memories philosophies and community it's the most important thing so take care of your team take care of your guys and girls take care of each other take care of yourself physically and mentally And with that, I think I will stop there and we'll see you all very, very soon.